Hello and welcome to the President's Podcast brought to you by Get French Football News, your home of French football in English. In this extraordinary series, we sit down with French football's power brokers to discuss their journeys into the game and the future of the world's most successful export market of footballing talent. We're delighted to be joined today by investor Ravi Truchot. Ravi is an entrepreneur and digital technology and sports investor. He's the founder and owner of the Strive Football Group, which runs a number of PSG academies in North America, but also in Switzerland. Ravi is the owner of French fifth division side, Tonavian Genève, and American second division side, FC Miami City. Certainly a lot there to keep him busy, that's for sure. Ravi, welcome to the President's Podcast. Delighted to have you on. Hello. Thank you for the invitation. Absolutely. So, Ravi, let's jump straight in. How would you introduce yourself to someone who maybe doesn't know your story or the French football fans that are maybe not uh, super aware of, of the work that Paris Saint-Germain has done in North America? First, uh, I was, I'm French. I was born in Paris and uh, I'm living now in uh, Miami, in Florida, in USA. Uh, I would say one word is passion. Mm. Uh, passion from the beginning when I was young when I was a kid uh, I was playing uh, football and uh, I keep uh, I kept this passion until now uh, so football for me is a real passion that's why I wanted to create beside my technology uh, experience uh, a football group mm. and uh, I started yes with the when I when I came to to Miami, I would say uh, almost ten years ago, uh, I decided to to create a, a football group, and I started with the PSG brand, uh, with the with the new PSG because uh, uh, Qatar uh, bought the club, uh, bought the club uh, um, ten years ago, and uh, we decided with the PSG to to start. Um, the U.S. experience uh, to develop the brand and the and the fan experience in the, in America, and uh, we grew much. <laughs> uh, with more than I would say three thousand uh, players in America. Uh, when I say three thousand players, because we develop we are developing the you know the PSG brand, the PSG Academy brand. Yeah. So it means that we, we our job is to to convince uh, young players um, to join the PSG Academy and to learn uh, the French methodology, the PSG methodology, and to, to learn, I would say, the European uh, football. Hmm. So we started with a few players in the beginning because 10 years ago, the, the brand was not very recognized in, uh, in America. But now it's very popular, uh, thanks to, of course, the result and the PSG itself, but also with the with the, the players with Neymar, Di Maria, and so on. So now PSG is a is a big brand in in America, and now we have uh, more than three thousand players who join the PSG academies uh, across the across the USA, yeah. uh, from LA to New York to uh, Miami. We have different locations, mm -hmm. and we started with the PSG. Uh, after PSG, um, I uh, uh, about the the, the FC Miami City, yeah, uh, because it was uh, it was very important for us to create a pyramid, a football pyramid, especially in America. 
Mm. From the, in the beginning, the idea was to 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 teach the European football to detect where where the potential and give them the opportunity to be exposed. Yeah. So that's why we we bought um, FCMM City. It's the third division, I would say, the third division in, in America. Yeah. Uh, it's more for, I would say, the less uh, under under 23 years old mm-hmm. uh, players. Uh, when you have U18 and U19 in, with PSG, the idea is to to go to a, a, to an adult team. Yeah. Uh, FC Miami City is an adult team. So you are exposed... Uh, because we we play against the the best club in in America, it's a 65 um, teams uh, championship uh, during six months, and uh, I would say more, maybe 30 or 40 percent of our players at the end of the championships are are scouted, mm-hmm. and now they play in MLS or UACL, so in Division One, Division Two yeah. uh, teams in uh, in America, and some. Uh, play play in in Europe now. Yeah, we'll, we'll um, come back. Um, there are a couple of things I really want to touch on in more, in more detail, Ravi. So we'll certainly come back to them. I just want to. You, you mentioned when you were a kid, you had this absolute passion for football. Just tell us a little bit more about that. Who was the players that you looked up to? Um, were you a Paris Saint Germain supporter from birth? Uh, yeah, because I, I'm Parisian, so I was born in Paris. Uh, to be honest, um, I love and I loved and I love uh, football more than clubs. So yeah. when when I was young, uh, I was a f- huge supporter of um, of Arsenal and uh, and and Marseille uh, and and also Paris. So what I like, what I like, what I love is the is the beautiful football. Yeah, a, a beautiful player. I would say I don't care about you know clubs or I, I, I'm not a I would say a, a real f- fan supporter. Mm. Uh, I, I'm just I love the, the game. I love yeah. the game. So when I was young, I, I loved Arsenal and Marseille. When when it was the Marseille, you know, the epic um, uh, period with uh, Bernard Tapie and uh, when they won the Champions League. Uh, and of course, I love Paris as well. Uh, and now I love Paris because because we have beautiful players, we have uh, uh, amazing project, and so on. But when I was young, my favorite player was uh, where I would say young. It's far. It was Platini. Uh, I was a, f- a huge fan of Platini, and and of course, I saw the French team. Uh, won the the World Cup in '98, so I was yeah. a fan of of Zidane and Thierry Henry. Uh, it was a amazing period, amazing time. Um, but I, I loved I loved Arsenal because Thierry Henry, um, and I of course I love Zidane as well. But Platini Platini was my first uh, first love. <laughs> yeah, my f- first love, first idol when I was yeah. young. Yeah. So you're very much a style over necessarily substance man when it comes to the beautiful game. Yes, exactly. Yeah. How did you become in charge of, of PSG's Youth Academy operations in North America? As you said, your involvement began when the Qataris came in. Um, I think one of the things that 
is undisputed with what Paris Saint-Germain have done in the last nine years is commercialize and internationalize themselves in the most emphatic way. I mean, all the empirical data shows that it's the fastest growing brand in football. Um, and every step of the way, they've made very intelligent moves that maybe wouldn't have seemed so obvious to other clubs. For example, the Nike Jordan link up. And as you are mentioning, and, and the thing that you've been in charge of overseeing, this really now sprawling network of academies in the United States. Tell us a bit about how, you know, how that happened. How did, how did you get involved with that? Was it, you know, through individuals that you knew before? Um, yes, I knew, I, knew, I knew them before. And uh, when I moved to, to America, uh, I saw many things, many, many things to do here in America. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I talked to them and said, I think I can start something for you here. Um, it was the right time. Uh, the time to market was um, was excellent because yeah. that's exactly what they wanted to do. Uh, but I started, I would say, s small because I wanted to start the Florida market before because I was living uh, in in Miami, so I would I, I wanted to start in in Florida. Mm. And uh, and, uh, and and you're right because I think it, I'm, I was very interested because because um, I think it's a new generation. Uh, this club is a new generation club. Why? Because you have two things on the same time. You have the sports, the sports side. The, so the players, the results, the championship, the leagues, the cups, and so on. And on the other side, you have the marketing side. You have the brand. And uh, I think that's this is the only one club in the world who can who is recognized for his brand, but also for, for the sports side. So the Jordan partnership is a perfect example, but not only the, 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 the Jordan uh, partnership, but also uh, they do a lot of collaboration with, uh, with uh, many brands. Yeah. Um, the, uh, and, uh, and I think they have a team focus on the brand and they have a team focus on the sport. Yeah. So, is, I would say now we have the old and I would say classical clubs and you have the new generation club. I think the PSG is the new generation club and probably one of the leaders probably, and probably the leader. Yeah. Uh, because, because they know that the brand is very important. For instance, when you say Paris Saint-Germain, you, you think about Paris, the city yeah. of light. So they do the marketing not on the on Neymar or Mbappé, of course they do it a little bit, but it's Paris. Yeah. So Paris Saint-Germain is a club of Paris. And uh, you have a lot of t-shirts, uh, apparels, and, uh, and uh, uniform with the, you know, with the Eiffel Tower, with yeah. the Paris, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's different. When you see, for instance, Barcelona or Real Madrid or even, even Manchester United, um, they focus on the sports side. Yeah, it's not so far. Yeah, yeah. They, oh, they don't care about they don't care about the city. Or they don't care about the the partnership with Nike or Adidas and so on. They, they need to have the jersey for the year, and they, they sell few uh, 
shirts, t-shirts, shorts, and so on for the fans. But the idea of PSG is to, to create a brand and everybody could, could be able to wear the brand. So the wife, the kids, the husband, uh, not because it's a, only a, 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 a football brand, but also because it's a Paris brand. So someone, someone in Miami or New York should be proud to wear a T-shirt with the, uh, uh, with the Paris brand. You know? Because it's Paris, it's not Paris Saint-Germain. In, the, in, the, in their mind. So of course the kid will be Paris Saint-Germain, the husband will be Paris Saint-Germain, but maybe the wife or the grandma will be, it will be Paris, the city of light, you know, it's really Europe. Yeah. So you have different meaning with, uh, with Paris Saint-Germain. It's not only football. Yeah, I think that's a super interesting point. And this idea of basically creating a marriage between the club and where it's located and then selling that through the brand is easier for some clubs than others, right? Paris is already known as a place for being beautiful, right? The leg up is there. But I don't think actually that you can discredit the work that Paris Saint-Germain have done on that because you don't just have to have a beautiful city or don't happen to have to be in a beautiful city in order to make that sort of branding work. Another club that I think is fairly synonymous with that is Liverpool. You know, for Liverpool, the way in which it's branded is very much around the passion of the local supporters and the passion of the town and how the town lives for the Saturday afternoon when the match, you know, that Premier League match happens. And then they've been able to export that and sell that idea on an international basis like Paris Saint-Germain have done, as you say, to make anybody, whether they're in America or Japan, proud or excited to wear that shirt it also helps that obviously the the i think also the kit makers in the last 10 years have done a beautiful job and that certainly helps too in a market but, is but you know if you if you take man city for instance yeah the the about the the about the, the club i think two i think three or four years before mm. and and there is money as well i would say it's a, a similar club because it was a new club with yeah. a new high skill coach with very good football players and so on. And, but Man City had the result. It's a wonderful club, but they don't have the marketing aspect. They don't have the brand. Yeah. Even 15 years after the, the acquisition, because they stay on the classic football part. Yeah. Uh, today, you go to Japan or you go to America, I would say you don't, ha- you don't find a lot of supporters. You, ha- you don't have a lot of fans. You have fans, of course, but it's Agreed. not the same fan. Yeah, it's different. But, and they have, the, they have the money, they have the, everything to do the same. But th- that's why I say PSG was not because I, I work with them, but I think the approach was very different than any any club and to be honest when we launched the the PSG the Jordan partnership uh, many people and clubs the first day of the launch they didn't understand no they laughed yeah they, 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 yeah they lost because it's a, it's, a basketball, it's a basketball brand with a football brand it's crazy you know I don't understand 
And one week or two weeks after, everybody understood. Well, yeah, because everything was sold out. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because it's a because they didn't understand what was a collaboration. Yeah. You know, this is this is streetwear now. This is the the new generation of of young uh, young adults or young uh, players collaboration with Supreme with uh, uh, Bape streetwear brands. Yeah. So you have a lot of new brands that the, I would say the usual fan don't see or they don't understand. But PSG, for instance, they are, it is the first brand, the first football brand who did a um, fashion show. Yeah. They did a fashion show in New York and uh, I think in London as well, in Paris, and with, uh, with the Nike brand and so on. So it's, it's, it's funny, but I can understand that in the, on, a classical, on a classic point of view, when you are a football senior and you work in the football industry for the last 20 years, you don't understand in, in the beginning. It's crazy. We, my job is to, to, to win game on the, on the field, to have the best player, to sell my players. But they don't understand this part because I think that PSG created this part, created this new market. And yeah, I mean, we talk about that partnership. So important across the world because sneaker culture, whilst it obviously did originate in the States, has now become an international phenomenon itself. What have you achieved over the course of the project, Ravi, that you're most proud of? It's been seven years, right? Pretty much. Is that correct? Seven, eight years formally um, working with Paris Saint-Germain on the development of academies. Um, What what have you you achieved that you're most happy with, most proud of? And... Is there anything that you'd hope to achieve by now in this project that you don't feel like you have yet? With Paris Saint-Germain especially or yeah, in with general? Paris Saint-Germain, all, all the work okay. with Paris Saint-Germain. Um, you know, with Paris Saint-Germain, we, we decided to, to grow together uh, two years ago. And we, yeah. we decided to, to expand the PSG in, in North America. So North America means Canada, uh, USA, and Caribbean markets. Mm. Uh, the goal of this partnership is to uh, expand and promote the brand everywhere. So my dream and our dreams are to, uh, to have the PSG brand in the, all the main cities in, in America, in, in this market, in Canada, uh, USA, and, and Caribbean markets. So we would love to have uh, a, a big PSG Academy, uh, of course, in Chicago. In, uh, we have in LA, we have New York, in, in Miami, but we need to have in one in, the, in Dallas, yeah. one in, uh, in the main states, I would say, especially in the main cities. So we'd love to have Boston and Montreal. We have Montreal, but probably we have uh, two or three more cities in Canada. In the next months, uh, but we were, to create a brand, we need a network. Yeah. So having the brand in two or three cities in the big country like America is not enough. So we need to be at least in ten cities, ten main cities, and that's our dream and goal. Sure. Are you involved purely on this development uh, of academies, or are you involved as well on the kind of commercialization strategy in America? with Paris Saint-Germain. Is it a dual track for you or is it mainly a focus on the academies? 
I would say it's a complicated question because we decided to focus on the academies because we think that the, the academies is the best way to attract players and, and people in America. Because when you have one player coming to a PSG, they, they love the brand. They, yeah. love, they are proud to wear the PSG jerseys. They are proud, proud to play for the Neymar's club, Di Maria club, and so on. So they love the club. And when you, the kids love the club, the parents love the club. Sure. And the parents, the parents, the, parents, the sister, the brother, they, yeah. they, they bought the, uh, they buy the, the, the jersey, they buy the t-shirt, they buy the PSG, they like, they, they, they travel to Paris, you know. And uh, when you attract and you convince one player to play for PSG, you have all the family behind. Yeah. So we think that is the easiest and the most effective way to promote the brand. After we have do we do also other partnership. Of course, uh, we have a, we have an office in New York, um, and the, the 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 objective of this team is to to get sponsors uh, from from the American market. Um, and, and we do partnership with Nike and, and other brands. But we think that we cannot sign in America, we cannot find sponsor in America if the club is not known in America. Yeah. Yeah, we cannot sign, let's say, with Google or I would say uh, 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 with uh, General Trick or any brands you want to be a sponsor in the soccer football team yeah. if because the market of course the PSG is out of this of the the main market so it's out of America so you need to be recognized and popular in your market in in the local market to convince any brand US brand to sponsor a European club otherwise Otherwise, you know, it's easier for them to sponsor, you know, the baseball team, the local baseball team, the football team, the basketball team, or the, you know, there are many sports in America, sure. and many sports to, to, to sponsor in America. So if you want to sponsor something far from your home, from your headquarters, you, you need to tell a story. And to tell a story, we think that the academy is the best because if you have your day, okay, I have heard that you have 3,000, 4,000, 10,000 players in America. You are located everywhere in America and you have a big brand. Everybody love, like your, you have, a, let's say, 10,000, 50,000 followers on your PSG Academy Instagram account and so on. You, tell, you can tell a story. Yeah. Otherwise, it's complicated. Otherwise, it's complicated. So should we be looking at this project in North America as first and foremost a really intelligent medium to long form way to basically almost acquiring customers for the brand? Yes. That's essentially the best way to sum it up because, you know, as you mentioned maybe five minutes ago, we've now seen the $70 million spend on, on the new academy in Miami. But the reality is that if we're looking at on-pitch results, not one of the players to have come through any North American academy process has made it to the point of being 
in a position of realistically being able to play for the Paris Saint-Germain first team. But is that because it's ultimately a secondary goal to increasing brand awareness in America first and foremost? Yes, you're right. It's the, the first uh, target, the first mission. But the second mission we have also is, to, is not to find the new Neymar. Yeah. Our second mission is to is, is the education, is to teach the European football. Sure. And and we we want thousands of players to learn the European football because, because you know European football is totally different than than the than soccer. And uh, I think that there is a space today for a player who wants to, to learn, I would say, not the real football, but the, the, the European football. Because we know that more and more US players want to go to Europe because today, I would say, the football is more in Europe than anywhere in the, in the world. And it's impossible for an um, American player playing with an American club almost impossible, of course, you have always exception, to, to hope to play to Europe if you don't know when you are young how to play in Europe. Sure. Because the, 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 the spirit, the philosophy is totally different. Here is more based on the physical effort. The tactical point of view is less important than in Europe. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's totally different. It's totally different. And hoping, um, you know, a player growing until 18 years old and able to travel to Europe and play in a pro club is almost impossible. It's almost impossible. For that, that's why we created the, the PSG, also the PSG Academy, is to give them the opportunity to. To join a European club and to 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 learn from a European club from the beginning, and yeah. we think that if you play with the European way, you can play everywhere. You can, if you want to stay in America, you can stay in America. You can go to college, and probably you will have a different. You know, you you will have a different level of soccer, and you will be able to play. To any college and to get scholarship and so on. If you want to play to in Asia, Middle East, or in Europe, you will be able to play there. I'm not saying that everybody will play, but when you play with the European way, you will be able to play anywhere. If we, if you want to play to learn from uh, your American club, you will be able to play in America only. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I guess my next question is. I guess if it's more about an education first and foremost, that makes sense, but it's difficult to ensure that one of the academies right now is actively taking on the best talent in the region, because obviously it costs quite a considerable amount for um, these kids to attend these academies. You know, it can be anywhere between 35000 to $81,000. That's correct, right? Mm, yes. Yes, but, you know... It's a, also it's a, also a complicated question because in America, 
you have to pay. Hmm. Whatever the sport you do, is is the is the DNA. Sure. So when you play, you play basketball. When you were yeah, you were LeBron James or you were uh, John McEnroe and so on. When you play tennis, football, any sport, you have to pay because he is paid to play. After what we do, you can find scholarship. You can be financed by a company who we can give scholarships because we think that few players can, they have a potential and we, we can help them. So that's exactly what the colleges and the high schools, what they do, they with the high potential players in any sport, they give scholarships. So we do the same, but because our first mission is to give the best of education and the best of football. And for that to have the best, you have to pay. So, you know, it's when you go, yeah. but it's as a, as a European, you cannot understand. But when you're American, <laughs> it's, it's logical, it's natural because yeah, no, when, no. You, when you're born, you know that your parents have to save the money until you go to college. Sure. Because you know that the college you have to spend forty thousand, fifty thousand, maybe more, one hundred thousand, depending on the the college you will go. But you have to spend maybe between two hundred thousand to maybe five hundred thousand for four years in college. So yeah. from the beginning, your parents and you you have to save money. So if I do something free today, if we do something free. And nobody does something free, and 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 even the MLS team they do they do free, maybe because they don't do free because they don't want to earn money. They do free because it's the it's the MLS team. So with with the sponsor Adidas and so on, it's mandatory yeah. to have a free a free academy. But otherwise, people used to play, used to pay, and they, if you don't do something. If you don't pay, it's strange in America. You know, it's strange. Yeah, no, for sure. It's just so the, the only way to the only way to save money to give the opportunity to I would say uh, uh, someone who doesn't have the money is to give him scholarship. And we do that. We do that with uh, the PhD scholarship or with uh, with a sponsor that we have. We are be able to pay. Um, the portion or the, the full uh, the full amount of mo- the full amount of the of the uh, full amount of the money for for the kids. It makes total sense. Is your intention with this latest facility in Miami to develop close ties with the club that you bought, FC Miami City? We talked about you know creating a pyramid and the importance of that. Did Paris Saint Germain have any? You know any dealings at all, or do they have any association or partnership at all with FC Miami City or not? I would say it's the same. It's the same. Uh, they are happy. Uh, they're happy to to have. Uh, they don't own FC Miami City, yeah. but when we did when we did it, uh, they were happy because I think they think that it's a it's a nice way to build something strong. Because once again, when, when you are 16, 17, or 18 years old in America, most of the time, you, you give up. 
because you are close to the college and uh, you only focus on college and maybe sometimes you know football soccer it was a passion when you are what when you are young but when you grow when you grow up uh you know you have other activities you want to go to parties you have uh, girls uh, you have uh, music and you go to college so you, you leave your home and you leave your parents behind you so you have a new life so most of the time players they, they give up the their passion or the the, the, the sport um, why i'm saying that is because we 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 need we need to to add something on the pyramid because to keep the PSG brand attractive. And to keep it attractive, we need more competition. Because when you play, when you play against, uh, you know, the Florida team, the East Coast team, it's good when you are young. But when you grow up, you need to play against the best. That's very exciting. That's, you, you, you give them a lot of motivation to play against uh, Red Bulls, uh, reserve team, uh, so for instance, you know, um, just yeah. FC Miami. We now we we're going to join the USL uh, Championship, um, the USL Academy League. This is a new a new project of the USL uh, League. Uh, it's a United League, and the United League, our United will play against, for instance, uh, the Inter Miami United, so the David Beckham uh, United. Uh, Team. That's great. The, the, so I think you know, if you if you play, if we keep playing like before, I think it's not after seventeen years, eighteen years old, it's not motivating. Motivating. But if you give them more challenges, um, and you say, okay, now you are eighteen years old, the next step is to play for one year against uh, the MLS teams, the MLS reserve team, or the academy team. It's very exciting. And they stay and they keep working and they keep playing. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I get that for sure. What's your relationship like with Paris Saint-Germain ambassador Maxwell? And are there any plans for him to have a more hands-on role in the club's further development in the American region in the coming years? Oh, Maxwell is a kind, nice person I, I ever met in my life. Of course, he's a amazing player he was an amazing player with an amazing uh, experience and story but he's a very nice guy uh, i like him so much and uh, he helped us to uh, inaugurate the psg stadium a few months ago uh, and he is a he's a kind of ambassador so if we need him to launch an academy if we need him to you know for a clinic or camp or to launch a specific region or a specific project, yeah. we can uh, we can ask him to come as an ambassador and to talk about the PSG philosophy and the PSG project. So he's an ambassador and it's a it's a luxury ambassador because uh, because uh, because of course his career is amazing. So he played in the best clubs in the world and uh, he's, a, he's a humble guy. Uh, and so he's really nice. So it's a, I think it's a perfect ambassador for, for the PSG Academy. Yeah, I mean, there are not many clubs in the world that can call on someone with that amount of titles and experience to talk to 
six, seven, eight-year-olds and older about what football is all about. So it's a fantastic weapon that you guys have in Maxwell. And yeah, yeah, everyone says such a lovely guy too. Yes. Um, as an entrepreneur first, have you experienced condescension, I guess, from individuals with a so-called you know, quote-unquote greater understanding of football when faced with the sort of ambitious plans you have had, which you've already pulled off to great success with this Paris Saint-Germain venture and continue to harbor in the game? I have two answers to your question. The first is as an entrepreneur, when I started, I didn't know the football market and the football industry. So yeah. you learn, you can, well, as an entrepreneur, you can learn maybe faster than I would say someone who is not entrepreneur. So, so I think that it's a fast, uh, it's a fast market, fast industry. Uh, but as an entrepreneur, I think it's uh, it's easier for for me or for any entrepreneur to 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 go deep into this market. Uh, but even if it's faster for an entrepreneur, you need people like any industry so i found people i found all players uh i found of course a business guy a business marketing people sp- specializing in a, in, a, in football marketing uh I, I i met i met every day a lot a lot of people a lot of people specialized or not specialized in in the in the football industry and that's why um we went fast because we mixed you know the sports side the usual football side so players coaches uh methodology uh and so on and we did it like a business yeah so so it means that's why we in six seven years we're expanding everywhere, and we have a, a big ambition on the on the on the U.S. market because we did the quality. I think we did what people expect from a football brand on the sports side. We do we do we do it on the business side as well. In our case, we did the, the thing differently. We we came. We started small in Florida. We get, I would say, the success, which we reach the we reach the success. But after we try to build something for the American market, it's not saying, okay, now we have Neymar. Please give me a check because I have Neymar. And in two years, if Neymar leave, okay, we don't have Neymar, but I have him. So okay, but you are, uh, when I signed two years ago, I signed for this, but we have Neymar. Now you don't have Neymar, so maybe uh, the cost could be different. It's not based on the on the. It's yeah. not based on the players. It's based on the club. It's based on what we provide to the American market. So, yeah. so but, to, but. to answer your to, to answer your question, we did it differently because there is a there is a sports side, but once again there is the business side, the business or marketing side. We think that in America we cannot create something serious if you don't give. Gotcha. We have to give. We have to give the services. We have to provide something pro. Yeah. To, to get the success. And, pe- and people, they are ready to pay, they are ready to come, they are ready to join any, I would say, businesses if you give the, the service. Yeah, if you add value, for sure. Exactly. 
I'm going to switch gears a little bit um, now, Ravi. Um, in Savoie, you're turning into a bit of a hero. <laughs> <laughs> what brought you to make the decision to save the Evian Tonangaya club and brand in 2017 when the club was on the verge of collapse? Um, actually, you know, when I did it, it was more than two years ago. Um, I wanted to, my first mission was to create an academy, a private academy. It was not to save the club in the two years ago, more than two years ago. My first yeah. mission was not to save the club, but I did it, but I will explain later. Um, when the club collapsed, I wanted, I was interested to, to buy the, the training center because the training center was brand new. Uh, finance and created by Danone because you know that Danone was one of the yeah. main shareholders uh, in the in the Evian Tonongaya. So they, they buy and they financed the, 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 the training center. To, it, it, it was brand new. It, it is brand new now. And uh, the, the facilities, the, it's a six, six hectare um, um, domain in uh, close to Geneva, uh, 40 minutes from Geneva Airport. It's amazing. It's an amazing, um, uh, amazing facilities uh, in an amazing country, uh, region. Uh, for instance, you know, uh, today uh, and the next week, uh, Liverpool, uh, Sheffield, Olympique Lyonnais, and so on. They, they go there to, for, the, for, the, for the preparation. Yeah. Um, so every year you have the best team in the world. Uh, Liverpool, for instance, they, they come in Avion every every year to, for in uh, during the summer. Uh, last year we have Leicester and so on. So we have a, a lot of English club, but also um, a Spanish club, Italian club who come to uh, to uh, Avion in the Haute Savoie. Um, so I decided to buy for the training center because I wanted. I, I, I had. Um, a different project. I wanted to create a private academy because I wanted to give the opportunity for any international player. When I say international, it's a non-European players. Yeah. So from Asia, Middle East, and America, and South America to go to Europe because for, for them, it's impossible to go to Europe today for many reasons because, because of the, the passports, citizenship because of you know um, it's uh, it's very expensive to go there and because it's a different uh, system different um, uh, different mechanism so when you are from china or you are from colombia or from new york you say oh my dream is to go to europe but i don't know how the only way maybe is to send a video or you send an email to the on the website and you say, I just need to hope, maybe, you, maybe someone can answer, but nobody answers, of course. Because we have, we have, when I say we, the European, we have enough good players in Europe. So we don't need to find Chinese players or, or an American players because we have enough good players in Europe. So usually the clubs, they don't need to, to, to scout players in America or in China. All, you have always exception, of course, but the, most of the time, 
they don't need to go to America or China or even Middle East to find a good player. Yeah. They have they have their own network and uh, that's enough. So I wanted to I wanted to create a special academy who can we be we'll be able to facilitate um this those players to come to Europe. Yeah. So now this academy, I created the International International Center of European Football, so ICF, International Center of European Football. Yeah. I created uh, the ICF project with the Avian Tonongaya Training Center. So we have a castle, we have uh, 50 beds, uh, four beautiful fields, heated fields. Uh, it's, uh, it's amazing, it's amazing. And we have accommodation, we have canteen and so on. So yeah. it's, a, it's a pro club, it's a pro training center who accept international players. So we don't accept uh, European players. So if you have a French player or Italian player or German player who want to join, most of the time we, we decline. So you, you're, not going to, yeah. you're not going to let me, you're not going to invite me then, Ravi. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, no, and, uh, and a bit, but international players for any country, non-European countries, they can come, and they have the education. So we provide, um, uh, I would say, American education or uh, English education. Uh, for instance, we just signed with the University of Texas. So people who come from Central America, they can follow the high school degree with the University of Texas. So if they come back to America in two years or three years, they can continue to the college with an American uh, degree. Uh, but also we have uh, the Cambridge uh, uh, degree. So a Chinese who want to, to, to learn English and to have an English degree, he can have this kind of degree with uh, ICF because we have the school and so on. And of course, we have a, we have a program, a football program like um, Pro Academy, like a professional training center, where you play and you train uh, uh, football um, every day and with competition every weekend. So it was my first target is to create this academy. Um, we are lucky because we started a year ago. Uh, we the first year we have twenty players, very twenty players coming from Mexico, from China, from America, from Puerto Rico, from. Mali, from Togo in Africa, or mm. anywhere in the world. And now we will be about, for the second year, about 40 players, so coming from anywhere in the world. So I think that we, we, we fill the empty space because yeah. uh, many, many international players are very interested now. It's only our second year, but uh, we reach a lot of uh, great success so far. And to answer your question, when I decided to to build, to create this new project, football project, I think that we needed to have uh, the teams behind. Because most of the time, like, you know, maybe you know IMG Academy in America. Yeah. Uh, so IMG Academy, it's a good project. It's a multi-sports project, but if you want to, to play soccer, they pretend to have a good coach, the groove methodology and so on. But at the end, the most important thing is the competition because you, you cannot grow if you don't have the competition once again. So I decided to save the club because yeah. 
it will help the ICF project to get the competition for the international player. Sure. So, so it means that player coming from, for instance, from Mexico, they say, okay, I want to go to ICF to learn, but I will play in Europe. I will play a national uh, championship, a national competition, so an official competition. Yeah. So it's, it, it's almost impossible, you know, for, let's say, a Mexican or a Chinese player, they say, okay, in one year, when I join, I will play the French championship. You know, mm. it's, it's impossible. And we, with our project, we can do that. Yeah. And of course, we keep, we I decided to we we bought I buy um, I bought um, um, a, a woman team as well. So yeah. now we have a senior team, in Division Five, because uh, when the club collapsed, the the they, they, they had um, a relegation. So we were uh, to Division Seven. Now we are Division Five for the last. We, we, we won the two last championship. So now we are Division 5. And our goal is to go uh, as far as possible. So we want to go at least in Ligue 2, in Ligue, Division 2 in France, uh, at least, yeah. and maybe more. Uh, and the women team is in Division 2. So, yeah. so it's a good level. And the idea is to, for kids coming to ICF from Mexico to Amer from America, is say, okay, I want to learn with the, with the youth team the national championship. But if I want to stay in ICF, I will be able maybe to play tomorrow in the Division 3 or Division 2 uh, in, uh, with the Evian team. Or if I, I am a girl, I can play with Division 2 today. Yeah. If I stay in the club, I can stay. So it's a, it's a, I, we, I'm, I was trying to, to, to build a bridge mm. between, you know, international country who want to go to Europe. Yeah. So, for, so, so the idea of the project is, okay, you want to join PSG because you are from California. You are eight years old. You want to join us because you want to do something different. PSG is a good brand for you. You will learn the European way. When you are 16 years old and you have potential, 15 years old or maybe 18 years old, you, have the, you have the possibility to... to to send you to to send you to Europe, of course, if you are Messi or Neymar, PSG will be more than happy to welcome you. But most of the time, ninety nine percent of the players will not be Messi or Neymar. But maybe ten percent, five percent, we have good potential to play. They want to play to Europe, and they have they, they will have the potential to play in Europe. So. Of course, I will not be able to send them to PSG because they will not be good enough, but I will send them to Evian, to Haute-Savoie, uh, yeah. uh, to ICF, because they will accept them, they will train them, they will expose them, and they will be able to stay in Europe and to find a club or to play for the club. Sure. How, how does it work then, Ravi? So obviously these guys are paying right to be at icf just like they're paying to be mm. in an academy in the united states when that person who is playing or that player from china or mali who is paying to be at icf gets to a level that um is good enough for evian in national 3, 3 which is obviously the, the fifth division 
Yes. In those instances, are they are they still paying to play for Evian? You pay to for the education and you play for, to learn soccer, yeah. football. Okay. But at the end, if you have 18 years old, 18 years old, we are free. Yeah. Okay. That's we, what we, I, we don't. Have, we, my question. They are not owned by the. They are not owned by the ICF. They don't have any agent. Yeah. They pay like a school. You know, so I, I, I get that. My, 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 I, and I get that they pay for ICF, and it makes sense to me. The question is, if they're good enough to transition to Evian, then at, at 18, that stops, right? And the, the club is yeah. in the present. Yes. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. So it wasn't Sabah Khalifa's 60-meter goal against Ojo Senis in 2013 that convinced you to buy Evian then? <laughs> <laughs> um, can you believe that the side is going to be playing fifth division football next season? It's exciting, right? As you say, I mean, the way you described this, obviously, it's it's kind of a bonus, but but what a bonus! But it's uh, it's not uh, yeah. I agree with you. It's not a bonus. It's more than a bonus. Yeah. It's uh, it's the dream of any player in the world to play to Europe. So we give them the opportunity to play in Europe. You know, so it's a it's a dream. So. How can you think that today you are you live in China or you live in a small village in uh, in Argentina or let's say in uh, in Cuba in Cuba, and one year after you are in Europe, we take care of the visa, the education, and so on, and you play a real competition in Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you play a real competition in Europe, it means that you are exposed. People watch you. People see you, you know, and you play against the best in Europe. But yeah, I mean, if fifth division football is going to be streamed live, all, all games are going to be streamed live by the FFF. Yes. Uh, are you to, are you talking about the uh, national three? Yeah, 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 national three. Ah, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was, talking about, I was so, talking about that, and and then also okay. uh, for you as an owner, though, right? It's like it's it's such a now you have a a club that is is you know going to be in the going to be in the Coupe de France, um, yes. you know, it, it, does that passion come back to you now? It's this sort of unexpected thing of this club, you really might return this club to, to where yes. it was less than 10 years ago. We love to. We love to, you know. Uh, There's many roads ahead. I think that, I think, you know, every club has uh, ambitions. And every club wants to go to Ligue 1 or Division 1. Every club have, has uh, have investors. So we are humble. We do things, we, we do things uh, right and we'll see. We, we have ambitions, but I cannot say today as an entrepreneur, I will reach this level in three or three years or five years. Maybe it will be in five years, maybe in, in four years, maybe, I don't know, because football is complicated, you know. It's, sure. the, it's, it's always a lot of um, factors. Um, so, you know, the money is not, of course it helps, but it's not the only way to, to, to get everything you want in the football industry. So, yeah. So yeah, we we love we love to reach the highest level that you can that we can we could, but uh, it would be a long way. So if we are lucky, in three years we'd be there in in pro. Yeah. 
maybe it will take longer. We we don't know, but it's a. I think it's a perfect transition in the um, in the in the part that you you introduce in the beginning is uh, what kind of evolution I would love to find in in France. Me, it's, it it would be the national uh, the, the 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 division three because you know. This is one of the uh, in France. It's an amazing country for football. But uh, my personal opinion is, is uh, we are a little bit late if we compare with, uh, for instance, the, the German market, even the, of course, the English market, uh, especially with the Italian market, because in those markets you have three pro divisions. Yeah. And in France you only you have only two. So in the third division in France you spend a lot of money because of course it's a national championship so you have to travel everywhere yeah like but you are not pro or you are semi pro so i would love to have france like other markets around france to have a third pro division yeah and i think it's in the project to to have that in the next uh, next years but i would love to have that because um, because everybody does that in, in Europe almost, and uh, and I think that France is late for that, and it's a I think it's a good um, it's a good way to attract uh, investors and and uh, and and uh, to motivate the, the amateur club to to go up. Yeah, no, absolutely. What further ambitions do you have, Ravi? Were you disappointed that an attempted acquisition of Ligue 2 Club Chateau fell through? Um, no, I'm, I'm not disappointed. Uh, I'm not disappointed because... Uh, I'm not disappointed because we have... I have other projects. Um, mm. You know, in, when you introduced my, my, uh, my experience, you talked about the Stride Football Group. So I created Stride Football Group uh, in the Strife Football Group, I have different um, football activities. Okay, yeah. so we do, we have academies, yeah. uh, we have a football team like FC Miami City and uh, Tonon et Vian Grand Genève. Um, uh, we, do, we do a lot of things. So, for instance, we have a clubs, different uh, European clubs who want us to represent them in America or other countries. Yeah. Like we did in for PSG, because of course now we have, a, I would say, a level in terms of uh, knowledge of the U.S. market and North American market. So mm. we I, different brands want to do the same. Uh, we but the the goal of the Strive Football Group is to build a football group. A football group means that I think that what we need is. Uh, probably one or two professional teams yeah. in Europe. So, so if we have academies, if we have uh, semi-pro teams and pro teams, we, in a, in a, I would say, in different countries in the world, um, we can build something very, very interesting for, for, for young players. For instance, if you have a pro club, let's say in France or in Italy or any, anywhere, in Switzerland, for instance, I can say, okay, I have the pass for you. You are very talented. 
you are you are very talented. So I will train you until 14 years old in America. You don't have to leave your parents. After I have the structure to welcome you in, in Europe, is ICF with Tonneau Vian Grand Genève. You have the competition, you will play in the best uh, region in the world. Not region, it's not uh Savoy is the best region, but I would say the Europe is the best region to play football. And uh, and uh, it would be the best way for you to be exposed. So you you can go to Europe thanks to ICF And after if you're still good, you have the pass yeah. to sign pro. To sign pro because we have one club here, one club here, one club here, and you yeah. can play in Italy. You can play in UK or you can play in France because we own the club and it's always the same, you know, it's a story to tell. If we have one player every two years who started with us in America, in China or anywhere, and after, let's say, two, three, four, five years, he joined a pro club because it was the project from the beginning, it, it was the path. It's a wonderful story to tell. Owning a club doesn't mean that the player will play. It means that he will have the opportunity to sign, to be in the group, and after, it's his life. You know, he has to be a football player. If he's lazy on the field, he will be lazy, he will not play. If he don't train well, he don't train well, he will not play. But the opportunity is to give them, is to, give them to, be, is to be exposed and to give them the opportunity to, to join a pro club. After, it's yeah. his life. He has to become a, a real football player. Yeah. It's funny because what you're doing is kind of from the bottom up, right? You started yes. on the academy side and now you're looking to go to, to build those clubs, whereas someone like City Football Group did it from the top down. Yeah. <laughs> Which is yes, not... It's more top not, down and I think we're, we're more focused on, yes, on bottom up. For, yeah. For sure, for sure. Because yeah. but the, it, you know, our, the, our, job, our job is to... Is, is based on is focused on on young players on a, on a youth football. What sort of timeline are you giving that project of buying two to three clubs in two to three European countries? I would say two or three years. Sure. So it could think, be yeah. it could be it could be more than a division two clubs, no? It mm. Could be more. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah no i mean i don't it doesn't make any sense to count the ambition you know we because just, because we are we we are we have different ways to reach our goal for instance today we we invest a lot of money in the tournoi Vian grand genève so tournoi Vian grand genève could be in division two in three or four years huh? yeah for sure so even if we have a league two clubs and this club go to League two, you know, so if we fail to reach uh, division two uh, clubs, uh, club in, in France, I hope that Tonon Vian Grand Genève will be at least in League two in in few years. So, you know, we have a joker. So, yeah. and maybe it will be also if we see that Tonon Vian Grand Genève, uh, we have a lot of chance uh, to, to reach. Uh, uh, in, in the, within the five years, the, the pro level, maybe our best uh, opportunity is to buy uh, another uh, a pro club, but in, a, a, in a, another country, 
in Europe. So it could be uh, you know, in Italy, it could be in UK, it could be uh, Belgium, or Switzerland, we'll see. And is the, is the intention for Strive to buy these entirely these clubs entirely outright on their own? Or do you envisage for potentially, you know, some of the first division clubs, would you envisage a, a joint venture or consortium model? Um, to be honest, it will depend on the opportunities. Yeah. It will depend. Chateauroux, for instance, was an opportunity. Uh, it for a full acquisition. Um, we have clubs who wants to have us uh, as a shareholder. Mm. Shareholding is not my priority today. Yeah, uh, because we have a we have a, a real model that we want to develop. So once again, uh, if you don't have the the control of the company, to be complicated. Uh, but um, but we are we, we, with Chateauroux. After Chateauroux, we had a lot of clubs, French and European clubs, who were interested to to talk to us. And uh, we are in discussion, we are in negotiation with different clubs, and we'll see, we'll see if it happens. But uh, in terms of model, I would love to have the full control, 100% of the company, of yeah. the ownership. But uh, after, I would say it depends once again, because, uh, you know, it's, uh, football is, uh, as, like I said, is uh, always complicated. So people sometimes they want to stay in the comp in the in the, yeah, in the, the club. Uh, sometimes you have different models. You say okay for the first few years, uh, your share will grow uh, into the capital. Maybe it's, uh, it's based on long term investment and so. So it depends. It depends. Yeah, we, we have can, no yeah. ideally. So it's a full ownership, but we'll see. It depends. Yeah, we wrote this piece uh, a couple of weeks ago about this strange fascination that a lot of the existing Ligue 1, Ligue 2 owners and presidents have with this idea of a group or someone coming in to, becoming, to become a minority owner and <laughs> explaining yeah. that that's not very ideal for anyone. I think when Lyon received that Chinese investment um, two, three years ago, who, you know, a group that took a minority shareholding, uh, Ligue 1, Ligue 2 presidents inexplicably were like, well, if Lyon can do it, we can do it. Lyon is one of the best-run clubs but organizations in France, certainly if not in Europe. And there is a lot of strategic asset value in investing in, in oil group more generally than, <laughs> than for Olympique Lyonnais. So yeah, that's, that's something that, of course, you're facing at the same time, obviously, with the economic crisis that, that we've faced in the last six months. League Deux clubs are going at very good value, um, and no doubt that's why why you sought to make the acquisition of, of, of Chateauroux. Yeah, but you know, uh, that's a problem in France. Uh, people uh, think sometimes that they can have uh, they can win on uh, both sides, you know. Yeah, we so say we they, 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 want, they want everything. So I fully agree with you when you when you talked about minority investment. It's it's not nonsense because because 
let's say you buy Châteauroux any League Two club, you have 20%, you invest money, and after, the, after one year, your club is uh, relegated. So what happened? <laughs> yeah, exactly. you, you, you invest in money in the League Two with a League Two valuation value, yeah. and after <laughs> you are in national, national in third division, and your investment was nothing. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you invest, you need to have the control because if, in the good things, if you are promoted, it's you. Yeah. If you are, if to stay in your in your division, it's you. And but if, if you are relegated, it's you. It's your decision. It's your fault or your success. Yeah. But of course, uh, that. But I think that, you know, the current president or the current board and so on. Sometimes they have to understand that because investor to be to be to invest, uh, it's a big risk. Yeah. It's a big risk for, especially in football today. You know, you see, you see, you see this year with the COVID. It's amazing because, for instance, in France, they stopped the championship, but maybe some two or three clubs were relegated. But if you stay, if you continue, if you keep the the championship until the end, probably one or two will not be relegated. Yeah, it was a ridiculous decision. Um, and for those listening today, you can check out a podcast just on this feed called The French Football Farce, where we explain how a series of, let's say, quote-unquote, unfortunate misunderstandings led to the suspension of the league. But absolutely, I mean, French football has dug its own grave for Q3 and Q4 this year. And... The, you know, it's it's a buyer's market for investors, and there are a lot of interested, you know, American investors, etc. At the moment, because, well, there are at least five or six clubs in Ligue 1, Ligue 2, who, without more government aid in Q3 and Q4, are going to fold basically, um, mm. or 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 have to sell their entire squad in the next two months. So, um, yeah, totally agree with you there. Uh, yeah, I want to. We, we've spoken a lot about um, everything that you're doing, and it's been super, super interesting. I want to finish off with a few questions more widely about French football in general. Um, very quickly, Paris Saint Germain versus Atalanta. How do you see it going? <laughs> I have only one answer for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we need, we need, and we have to win. Uh, yeah. Paris Saint Germain has to win because I think that. This year we we have everything to for the first time we have everything to to win this type of game. It's a one game. Uh, the players uh, we, uh, until yesterday we had all the players. So Mbappé <laughs> is injured now, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, for the this is the first time that we have Neymar for this uh, level of uh, competition. Uh, so and uh, the last game until Borussia Dortmund was a very good game from PSG. So we, I think we we found a group, a real group this this year. Yeah. So in terms of spirit, in terms of uh, ambitions, in terms in terms of players, quality on the field, and so on, uh, I think this is the right year. And I think Atalanta is very talented. It's a very talented team. Very very talented. I saw the game yesterday against Milan. Mm. The, the tie, but 
I think it's uh, maybe uh, maybe better than Borussia Dortmund. No? Uh, so it will be a very tough, a very tough uh, opponent. It will be a good game. It's a one game, so a lot of a lot of um, exciting things in uh, in one month. Yeah, a hundred percent. Are you concerned that we are four weeks away from the new Ligue 1 season and it is not possible yet to even buy the supposed channel that Ligue 1 and Ligue 2 is supposed to be on next season in the form of Media Pro's Telefoot? Um, and are you also concerned that when the LFP signed this 1.15 billion euro a year broadcasting deal between 2020 and 2024, that they did not ask Media Pro or the parent company Joy Media for any bank guarantees? It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a tough question. It's a tough question because I agree with you. They should ask a bank guarantee. Yeah. But we don't know. We don't know all the things behind the contract. We don't know. I, I know LFP. I know them, I would say, very well. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, think, I think that at this period, it was, it was a, a big surprise that to, to, to have this type of, this type of uh, uh, partner. Yeah. In terms of partnership, but in terms of, in term of uh, money. So 1.5 was, uh, I think that nobody expected this type of, uh, this amount of money. So Media Pro was a little bit known in, uh, I think it was in Spain, no? Uh, or in yeah. Italy? La Liga. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. So, so it was not an unknown brand, like, you know, like a, a China brand coming and nobody knows them. So they have a, a small reputation. And uh, yeah, I think if I just on the business side, of course, they should have asked a bank guarantee, but maybe they asked something different. And I don't know, to be honest, In term, to answer your question about the, the channel, uh, you know, the most important thing for me is to have the right channel when it starts, when the championship will start. It's a complicated year with the COVID. So maybe the channel would be ready if without the crisis, without the outbreak. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's complicated today with this, with all the problems that we have in the world, especially in France and in Europe, to focus on the, you know, do you know why the TV channel is not ready for the, for the, for the championship? Uh, it's not ready yet. The most important thing is to he has to be ready for the for the first game, and I think it will be done because it's the interest of every anybody to be ready for for the first day. Sure, and finally, Ravi, really appreciate your time today. It's been an awesome discussion and really really interesting uh, hearing about what you are getting up to. What words of advice would you have for young people who want to get involved in the business side of football? rather than the playing side? What do they need? What do you look for in, in young people that you work with? Um, I think having a, a football experience is not really important because football 
is changing. It's changing every day, like any any industry. I come from the technology, so when I hire people in technology five years ago and now, is the, the profile is totally different. What we need is people who can adapt very easily. So experience in football, in soccer industry is not really important for me. But we need to have passion. So I love to work with people who are passionate, so sport passion, of course. If it's football, it's better. And, uh, and what I like and what I love is, is a young entrepreneur. So the entrepreneurship is the most important thing for me. What does it mean? It means that people who can work, they don't have, they, they don't scare to, to fail because everybody fails. So I fail many times. But to get the success, to reach uh, success, I needed to fail many times before. So it's a good thing to fail. Yeah. If you don't fail too much, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but it's a good thing to fail if you want to reach because when you fail, you don't do the mistake twice. So entrepreneur, we need, I need people who are entrepreneurs who like to start business from scratch, from zero. So let's say tomorrow, you know, I buy a new uh, pro club in, in Europe. Uh, we need, of course, people who have football experience because, because a club is a club. Mm. But for the marketing side, for instance, we need people who knows marketing. Yeah. No, and we are entrepreneurs, they work much, they, they understand quickly, and they don't have any problem to change the strategy and the business model if, if necessary. So for me, it's an entrepreneur. And if you're an entrepreneur, it's very easy to work with me. If you're not an entrepreneur, it's not easy to work with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, but I think that today, the, in the today's generation, you have more and more entrepreneurs. And, uh, and you know, it's to, I love the, the person who wants to create value. Mm. And uh, that's because that's I'm trying to do with uh, Strive Football Group is to create a value. Yeah. Uh, so I, I need people who, who, who love to create value. But entrepreneurship spirit for me is the, is the, how do you say that, um, the wild card. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it also sounds like as well, this ability to be flexible with your thinking at all times and to yeah. be able to adapt when things exactly. get a bit complicated exactly. because football is such an unpredictable industry. And we have seen whether it's a president who's been at a club for 30, 35 years or, yeah. um, you know, someone who, who has, has that, you know, maybe has that experience is a bit older. Oftentimes they're quite stuck in, in the way they do things. And yeah. if you do that, you're going to get your club left behind. And, you know, Jean-Michel Aulas is an exception to the rule, I think. He's always shown great flexibility. But there are other presidents in French football right now. I agree. Who have not. I agree. And especially in my case, because uh, I, I own a football group. So football group is a new, is a new idea. Yeah. You, talk about, you talk about City Football Group, but so it's a different mission. But I think the football group is a new idea. Yeah. in a new world, in a new football world. So 
we talk about academies, we talk about semi-pro amateur team, we talk about pro team, we talk about different countries, we talk about education, we talk about many things, you know, actually. Uh, and um, uh, it's very important to have people who are flexible in their mind because we they have to be good in every aspect. They have to be good in education, they have to, uh, to speak... Uh, with different uh, type of languages. You have, um, you know, because sometimes we talk with uh, uh, American players, sometimes with Chinese players, we want to come to Europe, but, uh, you know, we do partnership with uh, pro clubs everywhere in the world and so on. So it's not one job, you know, it's not one job, like you said, uh, like a president club, you say, okay, I have my club with, uh, let's say, 34 players, uh, my coach, my reserve team and so on. It's not a close project yeah. it's an open project so to, to, tomorrow if we add one or two pro club uh, we have probably uh, 200 pe more people in in the in the group you know so if you have to work uh, the headquarters is based in miami we have activities in avion in geneva uh, we have uh, something in new york so you know it's an international group and we try to create something new so flexibility, like you said, is, is, is so important. And that's a great note to end on for today's episode of the President's Podcast. Thank you so much, Ravi, for jumping on. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. The final word from me to you guys at home is to continue to adhere to all your local and national government's latest guidelines concerning COVID-19. Stay safe, please, guys. Also, a word to check out the Wider Get Football Group's new football short series, too. Eight minutes on the intricacies of European football every Sunday. Just search by channel for Get Football on YouTube and you will find us. In the meantime, keep refreshing those podcast feeds. There's a lot more coming just like this. But for now, from us, bye-bye.